Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, still up in Chicago and about to head to Minnesota tomorrow. But uh, we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports, and also hit us up on all of our social media for great Titans coverage. That includes Instagram, TikTok, uh, and Threads for more of that conversation. Uh, but you got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. There's better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online, keeping us safe online. And you can get a two-week free trial by using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And our friends at Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer uh, with three great locations across the mid-state, serving Middle Tennesseans for over 18 years in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, 23-17 was the final score uh, of the game on Saturday. The Titans lose. They got the 7-0 lead with a great drive led by Malik Willis on the opening after the opening kickoff. And then a couple big defensive busts. Uh, before we dive completely into the quarterback situation, what do you think about overall big-picture view on the Titans' preseason opener against the Bears that you were in person for? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Terrell Williams said it best after the game, which is, you know, maybe not the best thing for a head coach to say or an acting head coach to say. But at the end of the day, winning the football game is not the goal of preseason, and it's not the takeaway you should have from the preseason. That's why the final scores are very much irrelevant. And what I like to look for is in a successful preseason game is the Titans situations that they got a chance to see play out in person and how they got to see some of their players react. And I think from that standpoint, it was a really successful day in Chicago for the Titans. You got uh, two minute drills for both Malik Willis and Will Levis, like end game scenarios, yeah. trying to go get points. We got to see both kickers kick a field goal. You got to see the defense react to uh, a lot of different plays and, you know, a lot sudden of sudden change, right? Sudden change yeah. and turnovers, back-to-back -back turnovers. Uh, so, yes, there were some flaws. There were some things you want to point out. You don't want to give up two X plays on screen passes in the first quarter. But let's be honest about the situation. The Titans didn't play their first team defense. The Bears had most of their first team offense going. The Bears offense is probably supposed to win those drives. Mm -hmm. And so it's not surprising to see them hit for a couple explosive plays. And, you know, Malik Willis and, you know, some of these second team wide receivers came out against a lot of the Bears defensive starters. And we just got to see some more live in-game experience for players that are hoping to prove themselves and set themselves apart. And so... Overall, I think it was a success for the Titans. And I think the quarterbacks actually showed me a lot that was really, really interesting that we can break down here today and look forward to growth and progress in certain areas for both of them moving forward. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and we'll dive uh, deep into the uh, quarterback play. But one thing uh, on the screen passes, because uh, we got somebody saying, uh, you know, Sam Edwards saying screen passes, Sam speak on that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, if you remove two snaps where the Titans gave up over 110 yards of offense on two snaps and two touchdowns with screens, 
the Titans defense did a pretty good job of being able to force field goals late in the game. Uh, you know, had two really bad busts, like you said, against the Bears first team offense. But again, I think overall a very positive experience and what I think the Titans quarterback battle got off to a perfect start in a preseason game. I'll dive more into that, but here's Mike Vrabel yesterday on a Sunday, now back as being the Titans head coach uh, on what he thought about the quarterbacks and the rotation that they had on Sunday, on Saturday. By design, we were going to let Malik start the game. Uh, had a really good series, effective series. Let Will go and then make a decision and then give those guys uh, two series, you know, the best that we could, two series each from, from the remainder of the game. So just trying to get them all the situations, trying to get them work. I mean, I think as when you start to look at it, you know, backup quarterbacks, you know, they're going to have to be able to go in there on a, at a moment's notice. You know, sometimes you're going to, you know, have a week to prepare and they're going to know. But you know, I would say that most of the time you're going to they're going to have to come in off the bench and, and be ready to execute. So that's some of the things that we were trying to recreate. You know, I think we probably had a conversation, you know, the day before the game, just, you know, what the plan was. And, you know, we want every player that that's here that's healthy to prepare as a starter uh, through this process and understand we're in training camp mode. But then, you know, quickly um, prior to the game, you start preparing, you know, for a game. And again, it's abbreviated, but you know, we want them all to prepare as a starter, uh, be prepared to play the entire game. You know, we obviously know that that doesn't happen. Uh, at every position or for every player, but then, you know, so that the quarterbacks are, are staying in tune and every position is staying in tune of what they need to do throughout the course of the game. So, Sam, I, I think what Mike Vrabel said there, what you kind of touched on about the game overall is why I actually do believe, uh, and I, you know, Connor says perfect start. Yeah, I think the quarterback battle got off to the perfect start against the Bears, and it's not saying that Malik Willis or Will Levis were perfect, or anybody was perfect by any means, but the battle itself, yes, because both quarterbacks saw a bunch of different things that they get to now take away from and go back to the drawing board on practice today and improve upon. Because I thought one thing that I talked about uh, last week leading up to the game was having to be a backup. This is a backup battle, therefore, so that means coming off the bench cold and having to jump into a situation where everybody else is warm and, and in the moment and having to get yourself in that moment and go perform, having sudden change after turnovers, having specific situations and drives with the clock winding down and having to get points and some of that succeeding. Some of it did not succeed having good plays, avoiding pressure, but also getting sacked. Like I think they're like having great throws, having God awful throws that ended in interceptions. Both quarterbacks had everything. And so now you get to go back and look and see, okay, how does each guy take what they put out there on Saturday, review it, and then what's the product throughout this week of practices? You're going to be at joint practices this week in Minnesota, and then the Vikings game on Saturday. So the quarterback battle itself could not have asked for a better start for the evaluation process. Well, and I mean, if the Titans do what they have done in the past, which is not play Ryan Tannehill during the preseason, 
there are still so many more snaps and drives and opportunities for these quarterbacks to really separate themselves and like show what they're made of. And so, yeah, I think we saw some really positive flashes from both guys yesterday. We also saw some imperfections from both guys, but you can't simulate live game experience live pressures different packages like what a defense might throw at you you can run it over in your head a million times but this is something will levis talked about after the game it's like you go over what they might show you Mm -hmm. and then you finally can have that reaffirmed by seeing it in a game and responding to it and knowing how you did or didn't respond to it and what you need to do for the future so it was a great growth opportunity and yeah like you said like Malik Willis and Will Levis saw everything that you could ask for them. And I mean, as Mike Vrabel said, I think it's a very interesting idea that they went for the back and forth quarterback rotation instead of one half versus one half. And that makes a lot of sense when you start talking about a guy who's going to be the backup to Ryan Tannehill and might have to be ready to come in on a moment's notice. He's got to get his mental reps. He's got to stay in the football game at all times. So different not something that neither one of these guys are probably used to of just like coming in and getting some momentum then coming out and going back in but those are the formative reps that help these guys grow and is ultimately going to help the titans make their backup quarterback decision at the end of training camp yeah real quick danny says will levis should get reps the first team o-line willis had time and levis didn't have any of that look look, will levis uh, i'm sorry malik willis had one possession with the starting offensive line it was the touchdown possession and that was basically it, right? So, well, like, hey, to be to be fair, it was an awesome drive. And it was a great drive. It was Malik Willis's <clears throat> touchdown drive, and I agree with Danny that I would like to see Will Levison with that group as well. But Malik also dealt with, you know, for the rest of the game, some pressures and some things that he had to avoid. It wasn't all, you know, roses for Malik for the rest the, the other three quarters that he was in the football game for. Yeah. But I mean, that said, I do want to see Will Levis working in with some some of the second team receivers and mm-hmm. some of the starting receivers with the first O line. I think that'd be pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Bork has a comment and he's dead on right. Uh, Levis was three inches off on, on a scramble throw from today's show being extra hype. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no kidding. Yep. Uh, Bork, that would have been, it might've been different. two inches. It might've yeah. been one inch. It was every, yeah. every inch matters. No doubt about that one. All right. So let's ask this question because we talked a lot um, about you know Vrabel and, and why I think this quarterback uh, position uh, battle got off to the perfect start. Let's grade each quarterback individually. We're going to start with Malik because Malik started the game. So here are Malik's stats that we saw on Saturday against the Bears, 16-25, went for 189 passing, threw one interception off the fingertips of Josh Wiley. I'm sure we'll talk about that at length. 22 rushing yards, including a rushing touchdown, and one fumble lost. Uh, both quarterbacks got sacked four times, but those are Malik's stats right there. So Sam, we're going to ask everybody, how do you grade, how do you grade Malik Willis in his uh, first performance of this preseason? But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, they are Middle Tennessee's preferred 
equipment provider, and they've got great locations across the mid-state. And the Krebs family has been serving Middle Tennesseans for over 18 years in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer uh, in Middle Tennessee, which means you get the best of the best when it comes to equipment with the Kubota line and the best warranties when it comes to equipment with the Kubota brand name as well. So you're getting the best of both worlds when it comes to the machinery, the power units that you're getting or renting, and you're also getting the best with the Krebs name because the Krebs name, uh, that family, they prioritize customer service and building a relationship with you to make sure you have everything you potentially need for your projects around your home, your property, whatever you got going on. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You place that first wager with BetMGM, and even if your bet loses, you can get your money back and get a second chance to win big with a bonus bet. With the king of sportsbooks, make every game and every play mean more by signing up with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, how do you grade Malik Willis in his first preseason game of 2023. I'll throw the stats up there uh, one more time, and then I'll send you to the uh, comment section. Malik Willis, 16 to 25, 189, one pick, 22 rushing yards, including a rushing touchdown and one fumble loss. Uh, so Sam, I'll send you, what are the people saying of grading Malik Willis in that first game on Saturday? Got a B minus from Billy. We got a B from Balden Bearded, a B minus from Christopher. Cameron says B. Valentino's B minus, a C plus from Steven and Luke, a B from Grim Jim and Lou Man, a B minus from Jonathan, a B from Darius. We have a C from Yuri, B plus from Ashley and Paul. We've got a B, a C plus, another C plus, a B minus from Jay. C plus from IR Hoshi, B, B minus, B minus from Andre, B minus from Jody. B, B, C plus, B minus, B, a solid C from Joseph, B minus from Brad, a B from Jason, a C plus from Caleb Meadows, a B plus from Kenny Hill. Uh, James says B, uh, better ball to Wiley, and that moves to an A. And then Lucas Burke says C. So uh, overall, pretty solid grades. I think the lowest tier is Alex, who comes in with a D plus for Malik Willis. But mm. overall, some pretty good grades for number seven on his preseason debut. Austin, where do you stand? What grade are you writing at the top of Malik Willis's report card here? Yeah, I think D-plus is ridiculous. I think this is in between a B-minus and a B. But I'm going to go with a B-minus because I think, you know, the turnovers and another fumble that was not lost by Malik is what you're uh, afraid of, right? And both quarterbacks, I don't hold it against them that they – played behind awful offensive line play for the majority of their time out there for Levis, all of it. Uh, but I think Malik did a good job of making mistakes and then not allowing that mistake to turn into another one immediately. And I think a great example of that was on the first drive. First play of the game, you hit our guy Chris Moore for a big catch and run. And then you get up there and you have a, del have a delay a game. Last year, that delay game probably would have ruined that momentum for Malik, but it did not. They continued the drive, and like 10 plays later, he punched it in on a run for a touchdown on a, a zone read that I think we all could have seen coming. It was a great play call there, too, and good execution. So I think it's a B-minus because of the turnovers. The Josh Wiley interception, that's one of those that I think everybody could look at as it happened, and Vrabel and said it Sunday, too. Wiley should have caught it. Malik should have hit him in the chest. 
Like Malik had all the time in the world to hit a six, seven tight end down the field where he could catch it. And Josh Wiley as a six, seven tight end should go up there and get that football, right? Like both guys made that mistake and it ended up in a turnover where, you know, that does change a lot of things. I, I think if Malik can have that ball just be, uh, you know, five or six inches lower than Wiley catches that for at least a first down, who knows what else room he had to run with. But I think overall being a B minus for Malik this year is so much better than where he was a year ago. So you do see the development. You see the progression that he's made. Malik Willis did not look like a rookie out there anymore. He looked more confident in his ability and timing and throwing and decision to run. Yes, he holds the ball on too long, but that happens. And he's going to do that a lot. So I say B minus is my grade, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I think Malik looked a lot better. I, I, It's really not arguable to me, and I feel like a lot of the things that I've seen in practice translated to the game. He looked as expected, maybe a little bit better than expected. So I give Malik a B. I wanted to go higher, but when you talk about two turnovers lost, uh, you know, you have to start to, to weigh that and, and put that into consideration. But this is a guy, like you said, it was a lot more confident, a lot more poised, was not afraid to throw the football, looked like he knew where he was going with the ball. Even when he was on the move early in the game, he throws across his body to Chris Moore. And that's a perfect example of Malik on like the second play of the game, using his feet to get outside the pocket, but keeping his eyes downfield to find a receiver who's then able to get up, you know, a 30 plus yard gain on the play that he wouldn't have been able to do had he been carrying the ball by himself. So a lot, a lot of development. I think he did really well off the option and probably even, you know, toned down his like speed a little bit. We didn't see him running with the football very often. And I, I know Malik has big playability when he is doing that, but you know, his ability to harness that shows me that he has improved like drastically. And I mean, you throw up these stats, even Austin, you see 189 passing yards, knowing he was splitting time at quarterback. That is a much more productive day under center than we ever saw from Malik as a rookie. Like they were not moving the football with Malik last season whether that be the preseason or the regular season. And, you know, he came out that first drive. Yes, he had the Titans starting offensive line and Tajay Spears with them. He was also going up against seven or eight defensive starters for Chicago. And Malik came out and led a touchdown drive. So a lot of growth. I give him a B. I was really impressed with him. And I'm excited to see how he continues to develop here as the rest of the preseason goes. You know, there's room for improvement for sure. But this was a refreshing thing to see for a guy that, uh, you know, I think a lot of Titans fans and Titans media were pretty sour on heading into camp. But he continues to, you know, show improvement. Yeah, yeah. and look, he, he didn't throw for 100 yards in a game in the regular season last year. And he started several times, started three games, right? And he never broke 100 yards. I don't think he's, ha- I think 189, you know, it's hard to find preseason stats on the internet, but it from a year ago. Uh, I don't think he had 189 yards passing in a preseason game last year. I think he averaged just over 100 yards passing in the preseason games a year ago. So I think, yes, absolutely more productive, uh, more confident, all of those things, but still a lot of room to grow in uh, Malik Willis. So 
Uh, I'm looking at their uh, curator asked, was the Bears starting defense out there for that first drive? Sam, you know this more than really anybody because I mean, not, Bears back not all of them. I mean, you were missing some key pieces out there, but Eddie Jackson was playing. You had uh, some of the starting backers like Jack Sanborn and TJ Edwards out there playing. You had some of the starting defensive line out there playing. So, I mean, there were pieces, I think. Uh, Jalen Johnson got a drive out there as well. The Titans are the Bears number one corner. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they were missing some of their pieces. Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, some of their defensive line and defense like pass rushers. No Yannick Ngakwe, obviously no Tremaine Edmonds, some big pieces, but they had about half of their defensive start defense starting out there. So I, I think, you know, that Malik wasn't going against scrubs on that first drive. It was certainly a, an NFL defense and, so to see him put together that drive like he did and see Tajay Spears making the plays he did, I think was a really positive sign considering the opponent. Yeah, uh, I did see Bork say if Malik played like that against the Chiefs, then they would have beaten him. Uh, you know, in Absolute, Night Football. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and look, if Chris Conley catches a pass from Malik Willis that was a really good throw in that game against the Chiefs, then maybe they would have beaten them too because you know I, I'm never going to forget that Chris Conley drop. It was just brutal. Uh, let's see. Alex says nothing about Malik was impressive. Same with Levis, but that was his first game. I don't see either of them as the future. I think that's jumping the gun quite a bit uh, yep. because go look at the other rookie quarterbacks around the NFL that were drafted higher than Will Levis this past year and what they did in their first preseason game uh, of this season. So I think Malik was definitely impressive. There were some impressive things about him, including something that Mike Vrabel said about an in-game situation they got with Malik Willis right before the end of the first half when Malik was able to get down there and have the, the field goal team kick a field goal going into half. Last drive in, in the first half, how do you, you like the way Malik was able to orchestrate that, get you guys yeah. in position? Yeah, I mean, sure, those, those are great situations, you know, situations that we work on in practice. Um, you know, we talked about it, you know, after you know, whatever things happen in practice, that's why you practice, to, to come out there and to be able to execute and to have, you know, 19 seconds on the clock, no timeouts, and, you know, being a down, down clock situation and have them execute it and then make the field goal. So that that's, it's really positive. And I want to talk more about that here in a second. We've also got a couple uh, clips from Malik Willis to play uh, here uh, in a second. I want to get to these uh, more because you saw Malik that throw right there to, to Harrison there um, for sure. So I want to dive deeper into all of these, but you definitely saw a lot more confidence uh, from Malik Willis uh, on Saturday there, but Sam, uh, more on what Vrabel said about that conversation in, towards the end of the first half, and then more about those clips. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Farm Your Health Plans. Farm Your Health Plans is where you should turn for all of your health coverage needs. FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where to go to get your uh, process started with Farm Your Health Plans. They've been serving uh, Tennesseans for over 75 years, and they can help you out with whatever your family and life situation is for your health coverage, because a lot of people really don't even think about their health coverage. They just forget about how much they're paying every month. And they don't really know that there's better coverage and other options out there. Farm your health plans is exactly that. Zach has saved 20% every month on his coverage and has got better coverage with farm your health plans and they can help you out. Maybe you're a young professional. Maybe you're about to turn 26 and you got to get off your parents health coverage and you're not really sure what to do. Farm your health plans helps you through that that educational process because it can be overwhelming. So check them out right there, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. 
Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you get a second chance to win big and your money back in the form of a bonus bet. If you use that bonus code, it's ATOZ Sports at the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM. All right, so Sam, uh, first on the variable comments, what do you think about Malik's execution there at the end of the second quarter where he was able to get a, a scoring drive together? And that's – we clearly understood the Titans were working on a field goal situation. They were not trying to score a touchdown, but they were trying to get that operation set. But Malik executed very well. Yeah, very, very well. I mean, it, it's ex- – that's kind of what I talked about off the, the jump, right? Like the, the final score is what the final score was, but you got Malik in a situation with a, a end of half scenario, trying to go and get points, you know, trying to simulate what that drive could look like. And he went out there and he executed very well in that spot. And, you know, not only did he get down into field goal range, he made a couple nice throws late in that late, you know, in that drive to make it a very makeable field goal, like a very easy field goal for Caleb Shudak. And so those are the differences in these football games. Sometimes like you can get into field goal range and leave your guy a 50 yard kick. And he might not make that kick. If you can pick up that extra first down, make that field goal more doable, it can change the game. So I think when you see Malik's ability to do that, it really flips the perspective on where he is as a quarterback right now. The issue with Malik was, well, one of many issues with Malik was you had zero confidence in his ability to get you a quick score if you needed to flip the field and go and get points. Malik showed he's capable of doing that now, and so I think that's a big, you know, testament to his development, and he showed that in Chicago. Yeah, there was one moment, Sam, uh, in that last drive that ended in the field goal before half that I was like, that's exactly what you want to see from growth from Malik. Yeah. It was the fact that right before uh, the field goal was attempted, it was first down. Malik hit uh, Roberson uh, or Robertson. It's Robertson. now Robertson. They changed Robertson. it. He changed it. I don't know if he changed it last week. Did you hear that? You were at the game, so you weren't listening to the broadcast. Yeah, he changed it, it to Roberson. It is Roberson now. We'll talk about that later on. He changed. They mentioned that in the broadcast anyway. But he hit. Uh, he hit Roberson for seven yards. The clock was ticking down. And he got them up to the line. They spiked it. Field goal, good. A year ago, Malik, I don't know if he's getting them to the line and set up without some type of like pre-snap penalty for a snap. And I immediately thought of being in Malik's scrum last Thursday after practice. Somebody asked him, yeah, how do you feel from a confidence aspect from a year ago to now going into this first preseason game? And Malik said, well, last year in college, I I'd never called a play in the huddle. So – I, now I do. <laughs> I was just like, it's as simple as that of him executing that last 19 seconds to a perfection where a year ago he was just starting to call plays in the huddles for the first time. Uh, I don't even know if he did that in high school. So it is pretty wild uh, on that. But uh, let's go back to the the clips that we got from our guy, A to Z Sports Film Rooms, uh, James Foster, on these two throws that Malik had uh, to Harrison uh, in this game. The first one, this was right where they should have really had an opportunity to score a touchdown to take the lead. Harrison, nice catch and run down there. But you see the timing, the confidence, and the accuracy splitting that football between two defenders. Uh, and then the second one, also to Harrison, good timing and accuracy and catch and run towards the sideline there on a crosser. 
Uh, and so, Sam, we can play these over and over again, but I think those are two throws that you like from Malik on time, stepping up in the pocket, good feet, good delivery, accurate, hit the receiver, catch and run. That's a big deal from a year ago, Malik. This first one, and I'm going to run this back because this first one is everything to me. Yeah. Like Malik's hesitancy was his Achilles heel last year. And we, we saw all the ball pats and we saw the ball coming out late. And we saw how that resulted in, you know, the receiver not being there and it getting covered up and incompletions and turnovers and all of the problems. And when I see a guy who's able to hit the back of his drop, take one step forward, know where the ball needs to go and trust that his receiver is going to be in the spot, threading it between two linebackers. That is development of Malik Willis. And it's this throw right here. Just drops back one step forward, times it up with Harrison across the middle and puts it out in front of his guy to let him run. This is the throw I think that shows Ooh. a different side of Malik than we saw last season. And I just so noticed something else too. Like there is one little thing that Malik did and you can see it in both angles. So we're going to play that one more time again, <clears throat> because watch uh, Harrison's lined up on the outside on the left side of the formation. Then you've got a receiver in the slot. The receiver in the slot runs a quick, like out circle. Um, watch the linebacker to the left of the Titans offense, jump mm. out a little bit on the wide view. Then when you go to the end zone view, you watch Malik's eyes quickly like shift to the left and that's where the zone opens up so watch this linebacker on the left kind of darts out takes a half a step outside because Malik's eyes right here go left back center that created that extra opening for Harrison to have even more room so I thought that was just something I picked up here watching it over and over again that's huge for Malik Willis to even just use his eyes as a simple shift of a one one step of a defender made that a much easier throw well i want to point out a couple different things too because this is another thing i like number one watch how malik steps both of these throws he steps back into his pocket he steps back hits the top of his drop and goes towards his receiver and his target especially on this last one right here had pressure coming off the edge that forced him back forward creates yeah. his own space to deliver a good ball Malik didn't do that last season. This was not like this was not something that was natural for him. His reaction when he got pressure was, how do I get out of here? How do I use my athleticism to create space? He didn't trust the pocket that was going to be created for him to move up into it and keep his eyes downfield. If he was moving up into a pocket, he was looking for a hole to run. And so these are little details that I see out of Malik that show me, look, Still had some imperfections, yeah. but there is a lot, a lot of improvement. Like, this is not the same quarterback by any means that we watched last year. Yeah, and uh, David says, look at his footwork a lot better than last year. It's, yeah, it, it was efficient it's, footwork. It's three yeah. steps and one forward, ball's already out. So, And th both of these, he never moves off of his spot. He's vertical. He never slides or shifts. Correct. He's on the first throw. He is on the hash marks the entire time. Starts and finishes right there on the hash marks. And on the second throw, he's between, it's lined up in the center. He's right between there on top of that Bears logo. He starts and he finishes there. There's no like inadvertent sliding or sloppy mechanics. It is clean from start to finish on both of these throws. 
Awesome. Watch, watch. So I'm gonna go go to the second play. We'll have to wait for the okay. second play to roll again. Watch the room Malik has to run at the top of the screen when he steps through this pocket because this, this is the is second the, after, this right, second play. This, so this yeah. rep right here, he drops back, he steps through the pocket for the pressure. Look at that hole at the top of the screen. He could have taken that out to the right and scrambled and maybe gained 10 yards right here, taking that outside. Yeah. Instead, he doesn't look to run. And that is what Mike Vrabel and the Titans have been preaching to him is Malik, don't always see something is covered up or feel pressure and go, uh-oh, I need to get out of here. Keep your eyes downfield because chances are the wide receiver can make a play deeper down the field than you can with your legs. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are things that I think he would have done last year that he's not doing uh, in, like, clear development. Just yeah. clear, clear development. Major Key says, I just wish the Titans were patient. Malik rookie year wasn't expected to play. This should have been the year development and preparation for taking over for next year. Could have gotten more for a second round. So patient in not drafting Will Levis, as I think was what Major yeah. Key is patient with there. Malik's development, not trying to draft the replacement. Um, Ooh, that's a, I mean, that's a great, an interesting it is conversation. Interesting yeah. And, and I maybe think, we can save that one because uh, Sam, you're going to be in Minnesota on Wednesday and Thursday, Friday shows, those four, three shows in a row practice doesn't start until Wednesday. Hey, maybe we can bookmark this because there's a question we never asked over the summer that was actually offered up by a viewer that we can do maybe Wednesday before those Titans Vikings practices. So uh, I'll, we'll, we'll uh, save that maybe for Wednesday shout out major keys uh, for that. And then, uh, I did see this amnesia with a super chat in here saying wide receivers being able to get separation help more than anything. That's a huge step forward for the Titans. And yeah. no Traylon Burks, no DeAndre Hopkins, no Chig. I mean, like that's what you like to see, right? If if you see some growth out of Tajay Spears and this first team offensive line, well, you know, you can see some flashes where the Titans offense could be really dangerous with some of those other weapons, you know, actually running the routes and, being able yep. to make more contested catches because we'll talk about Will Levis, but the throw that Will Levis makes to Gavin Holmes that we're oh. going to look at at length, DeAndre Hopkins or Traylon Burks catch this football. So I know, think, I, I think almost great. anybody on the roster, I mean, I just no disrespect to, to yeah. Gavin. Holmes. I mean, we'll, we'll look at it later, but I, I think it's a good point and not even considering the fact that they didn't have their, you know, biggest weapons out top three pass catchers out there on the field all right so sam let's talk we've talked a lot about malik we've graded malik you said what b yeah i gave him a b i was b minus all right so now let's grade will levis because here's will levis's stat line not as many opportunities to throw as malik had but nine of 14 85 yards passing one interception came in the last offensive snap of the game six rushing yards in a 51.2 rating. So we want to know from you guys, what you grade Will Levis's preseason debut? How do you grade uh, that preseason debut? Just like we did with Malik, we'll do it with Levis here. Uh, but first, uh, let me tell you guys about, about the Aura app. Aura is keeping me safe online. They do it with my passwords. They do it uh, with credit identity theft monitoring as well. And they keep data brokers from selling my information to spammers and telemarketers and robocallers. And this is Honest truth. I signed up with Aura back in April. It took five or six days for them to get 30 data brokers out of my life who were making these robocallers hit me up, junk emails that I didn't sign up for in my inbox. I get less. I don't even know the last time I got a spam call. Like it, it, it's election season. You get a bunch of stuff during this time of year. 
Aura has opted me out of all of that on my behalf. And it took five or six days. And we're going to give you a two-week free trial. So sign up with our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It's so easy to type into your browser right there. Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. It's also in, in the description of our YouTube uh, show right here. Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That is the link for a two-week free trial with our sponsor, Aura, to keep you safe online. So check that out uh, today. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. It's the bonus code ATOZ Sports that can get you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just use that bonus code when you first make, uh, when you first sign up and your first wager is risk free because you can get it back in the form of a bonus bet and get a second chance to win big. So as NFL season gets, uh, you know, going here, as Major League Baseball comes to a close with the postseason right around the corner, make sure you get with the king of sports books and use that bonus code ATOZ. T-O-Z sports for up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. All right, Sam. So now we've graded Malik Willis. I said B minus. You said B. Now let's grade Will Levis. I'll send you the chat. But once again, uh, the stats from the Titans second round rookie, nine to 14 passing 85 yards through the air, one pick six rushing yards in a 51.2 rating. What's the chat saying about grading Will Levis in his first NFL action? Rooney says C plus David says C plus we got a C minus from Grim Jim a B minus from tall Texan Stevens at a D Lou man says C plus Noah says C C minus we got B for a rookie C plus from Valentino B minus from IR C plus C from Nicholas C minus from Troy B from Lane C from James C minus from Roy C from Titans Kyle C minus from Dogon B from Joey C plus from Darius, C minus from top tier, C from Orlando, C minus from Alex, B minus from Connor. We got a, a C, a C minus, a C plus, a C plus, another C, a C plus, a C minus, but with less opportunity. So overall, I'm scrolling through. We a lot of C's and a lot of C minuses and a couple C pluses, uh, a few good ones in here, but we uh, a lower score from the chat for Will Levis than. Malik Willis uh, Kane gives him an F is the lowest one that I've seen says the hype isn't real, but Austin, are you in the same boat? Like, is this a lower score for you and where are you at with Will Levis's grade? It's slightly lower than Malik's, but I don't think it needs to be like that much lower. I think Levis Levis's offensive line the entire time was just a disaster. Like I, I thought, you know, we'll play a clip from our guy, James Foster, A to Z sports film room here in a second, but he, <laughs> One of his tweets describing said video was uh, and a reminder that it can get worse than Dennis Daly at left tackle because it was really bad at times. Uh, and that was a play that Malik, uh, that Will Levis actually got out of the, got out of that uh, potential sack there. So I, I think for, for Will it's, you saw all of the things that you were excited about him being a first round prospect, right? Like you saw his arm strength, you saw his ability to throw at different platforms. His pocket awareness was solid for a first, you know, time rookie. Uh, but again, he took some sacks. He got sacked quick at times. I don't think he had a problem holding on to the ball like too long. Like it wasn't like that glaring. But the interception at the end was just atrocious. Like there's nothing you can say. There's no other word that you can describe that pick. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on what Levis said after the game about that pick. But it made no sense. It, it, I felt like watching the interception at the end of the game, he had a freak out mode and just threw it. 
Like it was almost like his finger slipped on the button and he hit the wrong button on the controller and he just threw it to nowhere. It didn't make any sense. So before I give my official grade, Sam, what did Levis say about that last pick? Uh, I mean, it was one that he said he'd like to have back, obviously, yeah. and he felt like a wide receiver was going to be there. Uh, I broke down the tape a lot with Teron Davenport watching the X's and O's, and it looked to me, and we don't know who's at fault here, if this is Levis or Kiaris Jackson. He was looking for Kiaris Jackson over the middle, who kind of came up the side like like this, was sitting right over the middle. Levis threw the ball a little bit late, but got it out. And instead of coming back for the football and sitting in the middle of the field, like Levis thought he was going to do, Kiaris turned it upfield and basically ran a post route, a deep post and left absolutely nobody there. And the ball just floating to be intercepted. So I think it was a late ball and maybe a decision that he didn't have to make seeing as he could have thrown the ball away or made a better choice there to get himself another play. But I think he also expected to have his receiver sitting there and he was not for whatever reason. So, I, I mean, not sure who that's on. Not sure we'll ever be able to know who exactly that miscommunication was on. But the play was designed in his brain to put Kiaris Jackson in the middle of the field, who seemingly ran. You see him back there behind yeah. two safeties. Jackson just kept going. And so where the football is, is where he thought he was going to turn around and end up. Um, Which to me, it like if I'm, if I'm Kiaris Jackson, I feel like going deep was the right move on that because look where Racy is. Like if Kiara sits down on the 12 yard line where the ball's going and Racy's basically parallel to him on the 20, that's not typical play design. Um, and it was third and three. I don't think he necessarily needed to throw that down the field on. Yeah. That. Well, I, think, I mean, I think that's important too. And they had about yeah. 20 seconds, which, you know, the Titans consider plenty of time to get a play downfield, to get their operations in and get a spike. Racy was kind of moving away from this spot. He was kind of moving towards uh, the other side of the field. And this is him looking back at the football, but yeah, Levis thought Jackson was going to sit right in that pocket between those four defenders, come back to the football. And so that's what he was looking it, I It wasn't a great throw either way, but I think it looks even worse because he did not, uh, it was not on the same page as his receiver uh, and thought, you know, didn't expect him to be down at the goal line. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. But again, that was just a bad throw. The throw looked like he didn't have – it almost looked like he was like mid-throw, mid, mid throw, and then he was like, oh, no, don't throw it. But it was too late because how it kind of lofted. how it looked. Yeah, I yeah. don't think that's actually what it was. I, I actually think it was a, a late decision. Uh, Levis uh, stepped up in the pocket on that play and almost got backed into by some pressure from the right side. And I think he was – keeping an eye on that route was not going to throw it. Saw some pressure coming from his right side, realized he needed to get the ball away. Can't take a sack in that spot Threw the ball with a little bit of a late decision. And then Kiaris was not in the location that Levis thought he was going to be, which just ended up in an ugly looking sack there. Yeah, ugly looking pick that, you know, before you go and rewatch the play and you look at the tape, you kind of go, where the heck is that ball yeah. going? Like what, what were you seeing there? Yeah. Um, so my grade officially on Levis is, I think is a C plus. Now that last interception knocked it down from being a, a B minus right there with Malik. And I said, Malik's turnovers kept him from being a B or even higher than that. Uh, so I think it's a C plus for me. 
But here's the problem is that turnover. That's exactly the problem that he had at Kentucky. The reason why Kentucky did not meet expectations last year is because Will Levis made really bad, ugly turnovers when the game was on the line a few times and it cost Kentucky opportunities at a game and in winning. And so that's where I was frustrated with that. He added a great opportunity and it's his first one. And like I said earlier in the show, perfect start to this quarterback battle because both guys did good things. Both guys did things like what the heck and like why, but I think that's a, that's a big deal. And then also he almost threw a pick on that second, his second attempt too, because Colton Dowell was open on the sideline and he threw that thing behind Dowell and the bears corner nearly mm. jumped it in the, in the first quarter. And so, you know, the first throw was great because he hit NWI right in time on the sideline. The second throw, they tried to basically redo the same deal and he was nearly through a pick six on that one, but the bears DB could not get it. So I'm going to say C plus for Levis. We'll show some more clips here later on uh, about how he was able to avoid a sack and make something out of it. And then like Bork said at the top of the show, maybe three, five inches away from having this be a completely different conversation because if he can make that delivery to Gavin Holmes that we'll play later, then we're not talking about an interception. He floated to nobody at the end. So I say C plus Sam, uh, what's your uh, grade on Levis after that first game? Yeah, I think Levis was better than the the numbers would tell you he was. And I think better than a lot of Titans fans probably think he was. Um, some very, very close near misses from uh, a day that we are singing Will Levis's praises. And I think it goes to speak to what you said. I saw everything from Will Levis that I was expecting to see and hoping to see in terms of the talent that made him projected by some as a first round quarterback talent in this draft. I, I think the combo of arm talent to be able to flash accurate football, like to throw accurate footballs off platform um, and to make cross body throws combined with athleticism that is sneaky, uh, you know, dangerous from the pocket and his ability to escape some pressure. I disagree with Grim Jim's comment earlier that he had no pocket presence. I think he had actually very, very good pocket presence uh, at times, maybe needed to speed up his internal clock and, you know, but I think his offensive line didn't help him. And we saw a number of plays in which Will Levis was looking like a magician, getting out of pressure and delivering footballs. I think we saw Will Levis throw two 21 yard gains towards the sideline, a couple of them on the move and a little bit off platform. One of them on third down and 13, I believe. Yeah. Third and 13 and so to racy. You start to see, and by the way, maybe his best drive where he converted that third and 13 to racy and then used his, his speed to convert to another first down was cut short by Josh Wiley fumbling a football where they were almost in field goal range after Levis found him on third down. So yep. like I w would have loved to see what Levis was going to be able to do on the rest of that drive. Had he been able to gain some more momentum and, and Josh Wiley not put the ball on the turf. So yeah. overall though, I give will a B minus. I think I saw all of the things that I was hoping to see from him. Like Malik, he had a couple mistakes and a couple balls that were right there and right very close, but you mentioned off the top all the other rookie quarterbacks. And I, I think for a guy who got his very first NFL action and didn't know what some of these NFL pressures would look like or some of these, these defensive looks would look like, 
he showed me enough to let me know, okay, it's there. It just needs a little bit more work and a little bit more polishing. Yeah. Shane said, uh, talk about Malik's best drive. We did that earlier in the show, Shane, not sure if you joined us late, but we graded uh, and talked Malik Willis for about 30 minutes or so uh, to start off the show. Now diving into Will Levis grade. So you're, you were a notch higher than I were was on both quarterbacks. You gave Malik a B and then Levis a B minus. I gave Malik a B minus and Levis a C plus. Uh, yeah, that the Josh Wiley thing, which I, I that's a bummer from Josh Wiley because he had two plays that make his quarterbacks look worse than maybe they should. Now, I do think Malik missed Wiley. You don't really hard to overthrow a six, a six foot seven target, uh, like it was wide open, uh, but he did. And Wiley could have caught it, but throw should have been better. And then that fumble, it was third and one across midfield with under five minutes left in that second quarter. You hit him for a three-yard gain that was going to move the chains down inside, see if you can get a scoring drive again right after you just let a quick scoring drive um, off of a turnover. That's where it would have been really nice to see if Will Levis right. could have it would put, put together back-to-back to back scoring drives. Um, and that's not his, yeah, that's not his fault uh, whatsoever. But uh, let's play a video of Mike Vrabel talking about both quarterbacks um, here in a second and also get more – uh, and show that Gavin Holmes throw towards the end. But first, Sam, tell everybody about our great friends at the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust, and you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute. They're located out in Franklin with a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery. They've got rehab, image, surgery, clinic, testing, all under one roof at their campus to uh, make it as convenient as possible. You're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments. You just go out to Franklin and you see them for good, reliable care. That's the key with the Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. You got to go see them and schedule an appointment. It's boneandjointtn.org. Also with BetMGM, we've been talking about it all show long. You can win big with our first bet offer uh, with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That means you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. By the way, shout out over 37 and a half. Got that. Love it. Trey Wolf gave you a little bit of a scare. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I, I was do take lot. some responsibility for that. I said to Buck uh, up in the press box, I said, oh, uh, Field goal attempt. Austin needs this for the over. Austin needs this for the over. Miss. And then Buck goes, yeah, he missed that because you said Austin needed it. So uh, <laughs> hey, take some responsibility it, for the scare. But, you know, it all worked out. We got it. We got it for sure. So, yeah, with BetMGM, you can win big. Once again, sign up with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. You get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. Maybe I'll come up with something uh, for this upcoming weekend, Titans-Vikings, for my preseason bet, too. But visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, and other requirements. First online room, money wager. Only rewards issued knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for, for a problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline, 800 889 so, Sam, let's hear uh, Mike Vrabel when he was asked about uh, about Will Levis and then followed up on what Malik showed in practice and how it carried over to the game. I mean, I think just letting the game come to him, just take what's there, you know, just trying to make sure that we're, we're not overdoing it, that we're just playing a, one, one role, a large role as a quarterback in the offense and, you know, taking what they give you. And then when there's opportunities to, to work the ball down the field, do that. Um, did some nice things, you know. I thought did some some really nice things, and 
you know, would like to have some plays back, uh, you know, from the game. And then, you know, being in a tough situation there, you're only going to get, you know, one chance to, to hit a chunk play probably. And, you know, they came back and you know, we didn't hit it. And then so obviously that makes it even more more difficult to come back and, and try to get it in there the next time. Goes. I mean, did he continue to do yesterday what you've seen in practices as far as being Yeah, I thought that there was some composure. I thought that, you know, there were some opportunities for him to, to run. Uh, he, he ran, you know, and, and, and was able to do that. Thought he did a nice job, you know, when he when he did get out of the pocket, keeping his eyes down the field and was able to, to, to be a thrower when he felt like there was something there. Uh, you know, never going to restrict his ability to – to, to make plays with his feet, just be smart with the football. You saw him convert down there in the red zone for, you know, a huge, huge first down that allowed us to, to then eventually score uh, with Malik there, you know, at the end of that first drive. So there's Vrabel talking about Malik and his ability to, to run, uh, and, but not forcing it. I think we talked about that earlier. And then with, with Will Levis having the game come to him a little bit, forcing some at times. But I, I do think, and Bork's talked about this throughout the show, and we've hit on it, I mean, we were about three inches, not a, not from just from Will Levis winning the game with a beautiful touchdown throw and us having a different conversation. But, Sam, I think if Will Levis hits a game-winning touchdown with under a minute left for the Titans to beat the Bears, that's just not a different show for us. That's the NFL's talk of the weekend. Is Possibly. it not? Because what's the NFL talk? I don't want to give a, you know talk about the, all the other games right now, but – a a core a rookie quarterback hitting a game winning touchdown pass with less than a minute to go on the road and no timeouts with no timeouts that is a throw especially with what it looked like because we'll go ahead and play that with uh, the Holmes miss I mean this is a throw that would have had the entire NFL talking about Will Levis and the Titans getting a steal in the second round of the draft after he dropped I mean this is great recognition of pressure avoiding the sack, also keeping the ball protected from a defender coming. And our guy, James Foster, helping us give a, a couple more looks at this. But this throw, Sam, just well, number, off the hands. Number one, it needs to be caught. Number yeah. one, that football needs to be caught by Gavin Holmes. Uh, and you want Levis to throw a little bit of a better football, put it on his body so that he doesn't have to leave his feet. He can catch it and run. But, yeah. I mean, and this is go. This goes to what I was saying and what you were saying about uh, what I feel like was Levis's performance was one. It, it it's right there, but then number two, the ability to avoid pressure here. Like th this is why comments like the one earlier about he had no pocket presence. I think are so silly because this ability to one step through that pressure, break a tackle of a sack and then continue to shuffle outside to evade the second defender mm -hmm. while throwing a ball off platform. That is the ability of Will Levis that you see that makes you go, oh, yeah, I see why this guy is the quarterback prospect that he is. And, yeah, if he makes that sort of evasion in the pocket and delivers a ball that's an inch to the right and Gavin Holmes catches it, he probably scores. And then we're talking about the play of preseason week one coming yeah. from Titans quarterback Will Levis. So, yeah, and his ability I mean, to keep his shoulders square, right? Like that was a huge deal too, like of, of sliding and maneuvering, but keeping his shoulders in his feet in a position where he could deliver a throw. Look, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, but. Yeah. And Will Levis apparently, because look, this is like Will Levis. His his story has been 
man, almost really freaking yeah. good, but not quite really freaking good. But, but I mean, yeah. And while I think close isn't good enough, I think this showed me everything, like everything that I needed to see from him to know that he is perfectly capable. There was another comment here or earlier from Andre that said Levis should be further ahead in his rookie year versus Malik rookie year. And I mean, I think he is he pretty is, and like, we knew that. significantly yeah. and we knew that. So uh, like, I think he looked like I expected him to look and we were very close away from this stat line looking a little bit uh, better where he's got, you know, 115 passing yards with a touchdown on 10 of 13. Um, and, you know, we're not looking at an interception because that interception play doesn't happen if Gavin Holmes scores that touchdown there. So it was all very, very close. And I think that, you know, tiny details like this are important to keep in mind when you are grading Will Levis. And we'll just roll this other one talking yeah. about pocket presence and his ability to avoid pressure. This is the sneaky athleticism of Will Levis again on display here where Zach Johnson gets absolutely embarrassed at left tackle. And still, Will Levis a little bit too quick for the Bears. Jukes a guy, pops outside, makes a run, positive gain. I mean, that guy can run. He's an athlete. You might not look like it. He might not have the straight. He looks speed. like it. I think. I mean, the guy's got some incredible. He might not always games. look like it in the pocket though, because yeah. he looks to throw first and foremost. But I mean, you stand next to him, you can see the outline. And yeah, that, I mean he, that. That juke move to the outside is pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Look, Zach, this was the, I talked about it earlier in the show. This is the tweet that James Foster put out that says, and a reminder that it can get worse than Dennis Daly at left tackle because 68 is just looking like he's, I mean, I can't even make an analogy. I mean, it's Dennis Daly bad. Like it almost looked like he tried to give, give like a, like a kick with his right foot to trip the defender. But, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it was, was really bad, really, really bad there. Um, across the board uh, and a nice slide as Ruben adds a nice slide. It's good to see a young quarterback that knows how to slide, protect himself because that was a very pretty baseball looking slide there. And Sam, I'm sure you former baseball guy, you can grade the slide there from Will Levis. Love, I love a good slide. Love a good pop up <laughs> slide. Yeah. And look, so Jesse says NPF works looked worse than daily ever did. Look NPF. We're going to talk more Tuesday and throughout the week about other players um, that played the game because there's a lot of positive things, a lot of bad things to look at. And uh, we've got some articles up on the website, a disease slash Nashville. Sam went through the injury uh, list of guys that got banged up in that game too. But yeah, Nicholas Petit Frere, he's not a finished product. And I think, uh, you know, is the six game suspension is going to be very interesting uh, with all that. So the people are freaking out about 68. So I, we're just going to, we're going to play it one more time because okay. Yeah, we need to watch this. This is Zach Johnson, guys. This is who is at left tackle for Will Levis throughout most of the game. I'm, this is a Dennis Daly-esque, very pitiful effort on that block. <laughs> it's just, it's worth watching again. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there you have it. I, this is a comment I agree with for sure, Austin, before we get out of here. Okay. This is what I want to see moving forward. I want to see more, more deep shots from both. I think both quarterbacks did a bit like, a very nice job at handling some of these intermediate routes. They had some big gains, but there wasn't a ton of air yards for either one. Like on any of these throws, it was, you know, a lot of catch and runs, which speaks to good accuracy from both Malik and will on, on putting balls where guys can, you know, catch them and, and continue on. But I'd like to see both of them air it out uh, and see that element of their game. We didn't really have an opportunity against the bears. That'll be something I look for moving forward.
Yep. A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. I got to get going to practice, but we do have an ask me anything question I want to get to here, uh, but also do have some uh, super chats that we haven't gotten to. Noah says, remember who, who remembers the model the Titans said they were trying to develop Malik into? Starting to look on track. Definitely a long way to go, but on track there. Noah also adds, Levis looked rushed at times. O-line partially to blame, but he seemed to get locked in on some receivers and can force the read or wait too long for them to get open and not progress through his reads. Like I think overall, uh, Will Levis, uh, positive first debut. Malik Willis, absolutely positive debut this year. Um, in his first uh, preseason game of year two. But so Sam, for the Monday Ask Me Anything topic, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question because this happened to our guy Buck Rising over the weekend. Oh. My question, everybody, is have you ever missed a flight? Because Buck missed a flight on Saturday from Did Chicago. He? Yeah, yes. he was uh yeah, he he messed up. He made his phone who schedules a flight for 4 30 when the game is at noon? Like you're trying to get to O'Hare. It's going to take you a little bit. And that's not, that's no BNA at, at ORD. I mean, you're going to have no. to sit and th- sit through some security to try and get out of there. So that's brutal. Um, I so have missed the that, flight. I ha- So you have. Tell us. Yeah. I, I missed it once because I got to the airport and realized that my wallet had fallen out of my pocket in the driveway as I was leaving from Chicago. And so I had to go back home and recover my wallet, go back to O'Hare. Luckily, I was able to get on like a flight 30 minutes later. They put me on standby and I was able to get on the flight. So it wasn't really catastrophic at all. But yeah, it it was a flight I knew I was going to miss because I got out. uh, I got out of the car at the airport and said, all right, here we go. And said, I definitely don't have my wallet. We need to go back. So yeah, tough. Make sure you have your wallet when you go to the airport. Brutal. Uh, so I will uh, share, uh, Sam, the text conversation I had with Buck. Cause I knew you had a flight. He had to basically miss locker room for the most part and go check his flight or get into his oh, flight. He left in the fourth quarter. So. Oh, so he, and then he still missed his flight. So yeah, he did not see the last drive of the game at all. He goes, uh, missed the flight. Sat for two hours in Chicago traffic, grabbed a 520, but it's not direct. So I'm about 30 minutes outside of Tampa, where I will then be delayed for an hour before getting back to Nashville at 1130. <laughs> so, so he uh, he went, instead of just going to Chicago to Nashville, like he initially planned, he had to go to Tampa and then come back to Nashville. So Buck had to miss a flight. Uh, I have never missed a flight, you know, knock on wood, uh, that I got right here at my desk next to me. Uh, let's see. Demaro says, nope. 42 tribes says, nope. Uh, Edward says 68 missed a flight. Maybe 68 might miss a flight next time. If he plays like that again, uh, just leave him up in Minnesota. Not catch a flight out of town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, guys, I got to run to practice, but Hey, funny show. Uh, here, good show here on this show. Uh, that Monday, uh, ask me anything topic is always presented by Wilson County Hyundai, make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process. See our guys pain bone in Lebanon or see them online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. A good show, talking quarterbacks, breaking it all down. Practice is getting set to start. We'll talk more about Titans preseason versus the Bears with some other players uh, on Tuesday. But make sure you like the show, subscribe, hit that thumbs up button on Facebook and and YouTube as well. Uh, More people always watch and like the show, so we need more likes. We need more likes. Appreciate you guys as always. We'll see you guys later on. Buck is live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime at 8. Appreciate it as always.